I'm Dean Newland, and welcome to the Business of Intuition, where I coach, facilitate, train, and speak on the hard science and meaningful experience of intuitive leadership in business, so you can make better decisions, forge real connections, and creatively solve problems to amplify your impact and simplify your life. Welcome to the Business of Intuition. Yesterday, I drove my bike down to our local grocery store to pick up some food for dinner. And as I was standing at the checkout sign or checkout stand, uh, giving the person my credit card, I noticed a little sign that said that the deli would be closed come August 1st. I was kind of sad to see this because I really like this deli. They have wonderful sandwiches and have been down there many times. I asked the person who I was uh, giving the money to, why were you having to close down this wonderful little deli? And I kind of knew the answer, but I wanted to hear what they had to say. And they said, well, it's because we just don't have enough employees. And of course, that's an issue that we're finding all over the place. Restaurants don't have enough employees, so they're not staying open past eight o'clock at night, or companies have 100, 200, 300 open recs because we can't find good people. And it goes on and on and on. Our economy is certainly being affected by this lack of employees being able to fill badly needed positions. And so recruitment and finding the right person is now an incredibly important part of what many people are now talking about. My next guest on the business of intuition lives and breathes in this space. And she actually has some wonderful ideas about how we can move away from maybe an older way that we were a little bit sloppy about recruitment, both on the perspective of the company, but also on the perspective of the employee or the potential employee, and how we can really focus on creating what she calls a five-star team. And so she's got five really, I think, wonderful ideas about what organizations, whether they be small, medium, or large, should really be focused on in order to get that five-star team. Her name is Henel Turner. Henel stands for cool water, which I think is wonderful given the hot weather we are now experiencing. So Henel is a certified HR professional with a passion for helping businesses succeed. Henel has a proven HR background in her consultant business, and she's worked with over 200 companies in varying sizes and industries. Hino's experience in sales and customer service and people management has uniquely positioned her to partner with entrepreneurs and business leaders to recruit and retain a team of their five-star employees. Hino Turner on the Business of Intuition. So, Hino, thanks for being a guest on the Business of Intuition. It's uh, great to have you. And I love the fact that your name means cool water. <laughs> I think that is awesome. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I love thanks. that. I don't know. It's just like I just, it, when you told me that that's what it, the meaning was, I thought, what a perfect name for a very hot summer. So, I'm looking forward to our discussion. We were talking earlier before we hit the record button about your work. And you were mentioning that a lot of companies do not customize and personalize their recruiting, I suppose, for scale and efficiency. But can you kind of give us some of the, the don'ts and the problems that companies go through when it comes to recruiting 
And then, of course, I want to spin into what should they be doing? Sure. Sure. So, um, you know, thank you. First, thank you for having me here. So one thing I find, you know, very common and a little bit about myself, you know, I've worked with over, you know, 200 different businesses and I've, you know, consulted with them on, on various aspects of HR. And now I focus on recruiting and hiring and onboarding and retaining. And what I find is, you know, people are looking for that quick fix, right? So if I'm interviewing, if I'm looking for a salesperson, I see that most business owners are, you know, going to Google sales questions to ask during an interview and maybe 10 or 15 populate, right? What's your favorite thing about working in sales? Why are you working for this company? You know, what interests you about, you know, my company specifically? And, you know, people are are serial interviewers. They're great at providing an answer and they're great at selling you because surprise, surprise, they're salespeople. But the question is, is that enough? Like, is that process yielding you the five-star salespeople that you want? And odds are they're not because one, you realize in two or three weeks that the person kind of sucks and they're not making the sales for you. So, you know, you need to be more specific. Like, what do you want? So like, for me, I want somebody who's closing at a 90% sales rate, close rate. And so the question I'm going to ask a candidate is, what was your close rate when you first started at your last job? And what's your close rate today? And a rock star, five-star salespeople, they know that information because they brag about it. They love it. They're the rock stars of their team. So would that be true for those who are not in sales to be able to ask those same sort of specific questions? Say it's a, it's a human resource person, it's a recruiter, it's a trainer, it's a, it's a mid-level manager of a manufacturing company. You know, you're saying that the questions that you would ask in an interview, for example, would be specific and targeted, well thought out for that particular job function. Right. And so like for, for instance, you know, I had, uh, when I was, you know, recruiting myself for an assistant role in our, you know, in our HR, in our HR field, you know, I asked the question, well, why, you know, what is your number one responsibility at your, like as an HR practitioner, as an HR person? And the answer I was looking for was, you know, keeping the keeping the company out of away from fines, keeping the company out of trouble. And that is going to be achieved by keeping your employees, you know, happy and satisfied and kind of working into a great culture and working in an environment where there is, you know, openness and communication and people are listened to. And so there was a discussion there with myself and the candidate about why that is so important. But that answer was, was excellent because when I talked to the business owner, I said, you know, what are you looking for? They're like, I just don't want to deal with, you know, upset employees. I don't want to do anything wrong. And I I just keep me out of trouble. That was it. Keep me out of trouble. And so, so we have to understand what the owner is looking for in that person. And in order to, to formulate the questions to find that person. Are you finding that when you talk to owners or hiring managers at companies, this is my guess, and I'm wondering what your thought is, that we are 
lot of us understaffed, somewhat burned out, post-COVID fatigue, and we're just trying to get through the day, the month, the quarter, and we got to get a body in here pretty darn quick because we have supply chain issues, we got interest rates going up, there's talk of a potential recession, so we're in a little bit of a fear mode, and we're trying to either prevent something from happening or solve something that has happened. Are you finding that these these owners, these leaders, these managers are not taking the time to really think about what kind of person they're trying to hire, not just in a short-term basis, but from a longer-term perspective? Yeah, you know, I am. And, you know, the, the conversation is very similar to what you've described is, People are looking for that warm body. Anybody with a pulse, like, come on in, let, let's let's get you started and let's just do a test run and, and see if this works. And what I challenge, you know, business owners and um, hiring managers to think about is, you know, is time and efficiency. Because if you give everybody a shot, if you don't have standards, if you don't find the right people the first time, then you'll realize in a few weeks that they're not the right fit. The people in your organization who are five-star employees are going to be picking up the slack for the new people who hired, who just don't have it, who just don't, who are not those elite performers. And you're going to have to, you'll find yourself replacing them anyway. So uh, next question I wanted to ask you about is, do you feel that candidates because they're so sought after, have become sloppy in their approach to getting employed? No, I think they, I don't know if I would use the word sloppy, but I would say they are becoming more, you know, unintentional. So now they'll apply everywhere. In your interview, they'll ask you, oh, what have I applied for? What company is this? They'll apply to you know anything that is remotely in the area that they're looking for because they're just kind of looking for a job. And in this environment, we know how difficult it is to find people, let alone the right people, let alone qualified people. So, you know, you need to do something to, you know, as a person who's hiring somebody, hiring your next five-star employee, you've got to do something to, to make sure you don't tempt yourself with these sloppy people. So like even, even sloppy people are, I mean, sloppy people, I don't know that you want them working for you anyway. Right. Like, no, no. Yeah. And I agree with you. I guess my point was so much, I've, I've heard stories where somebody has set up a series of interviews and a couple of people just don't show up, you know, they're ghosted, right? Oh my and gosh, totally. that, that kind of, I guess I, it's a, it's a big term, but that sort of lack of professionalism that says, you know, I've, I've decided to go somewhere else. I'm not going to apply for this job anymore. Ergo, I'm going to let the hiring manager know ahead of time. I mean, it was this, or that they're not taking the interview process as seriously by really thinking through what questions do they want to ask the employer? How do they best position themselves for this particular job? Because, quite frankly, I've got my pick of the litter. You know, I've got five or six different companies that are sort of like, 
looking at me, responding to me in a way that I never thought they would, this is going to be a cakewalk. I guess my, what's your thought on that? Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, and that's totally it. And like, you've got to, you got to think is like, if um, like I had a client the other day or not a client, well, two stories. So me personally, at my previous job, we were hiring another HR professional. She went through, you know, two interviews. She background checks, drug screening, passed everything, offered the job, accepted the job, had a start date, was sent all her equipment, never showed up, Mm. just didn't show up. And that's a a professional role, right? Um, And I've also had people who were in the interview process and it's very similar to what you're saying. They just don't show up. So I schedule the interview and they don't show up. And it's kind of just, you know, what it is today. Like that's the reality of what we're looking for. And as, as the person who's hiring, like I would say, you know, think of those folks as the people you need to filter out of your process. So you don't even want those people to apply for your job because you've made it just a little bit more difficult. So like we had a client that we worked with. And so what they did is in their job posting, we had them write specific instructions, right? So email your resume with the subject line, hire me today, something like that. And then when they went to look at their email inbox, if there was a subject line that didn't say, they only looked at candidates with the, who, who used that specific subject line. Hmm. Anybody else was filtered out. So those people were probably the sloppy ones applying for every, every position out there. They don't really care. So yeah. they were pro- they were not a match for this five star. Uh, I remember office. <laughs> when we were we were hiring somebody years ago. I remember back in the day when the the power was more on the side of the employer, you know, versus the way it is now. I remember people like sending in resumes for things like, wait a minute, we're we're not that kind of a company, you know, we're not a pharmaceutical company. We're not, you know, like read the description, read mm-hmm. the job description, right? I just found that uh, fascinating. Again, that sort of that sloppy, quick fix approach that you're talking about. Um, when it comes to the recruiter for these companies, I know that you do recruiting, you know, you get paid to do that, but sometimes you might have access to sort of like, what's the, what's the life like for these recruiters for these larger companies? I'm hearing that they're a bit burned out. <laughs> it's a tough job right now. Do you have any suggestions for them, you know, in terms of sort of getting through this period? Well, yeah. So what's funny is um, we we work with business owners because we find that by setting up and investing in setting up your own kind of customized and personalized assets that you don't need to use a recruiter, mm. right? So the idea is that you've got this process and it's it's saving you so much time and resources. It, it's 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 an investment to create these kind of tools for an organization. And once you have them in place, recruiting becomes very easy. And for the recruiters out there, you know, it's a tough, it's tough, right? It's a tough matchmaking gig for them as well, because they've got this enormous pool of of clients, of businesses that they're just trying to find people for. And you know, without this kind of, without some type of like customization or some kind of niche or something that is, is more, is a little bit more personalized. Um, I, I suppose I just would, I wouldn't want to be in that gig right now. <laughs> yeah, no, 
I get right? it. I get it. Yeah. So I guess what's I, as we we've been kind of bouncing around here a little bit. You talked about some of the issues that are facing the industry. We're talking about um, sort of the the state of mind of uh, the people who are seeking jobs. Um, is there a, like a model, Hina, or a, or like a some pillars that you would suggest people think about as they try to get that five star team? What are some like three or four or five major things? If you do these five things, if these three things, you're going to be so far ahead of everybody else when it comes to recruiting. Mm-hmm. What yeah, are they? so what you know? As your followers, your avid listeners know, one is it's so important for the business owner to define their own core values, right? And so I think you had another guest who who spoke about this in, in detail, so I, I won't spend too much time there, but ultimately you need to outline and decide what is important for you. So what's important for you 100% of the time, and that's what your goal should be in terms of finding the right people for your organization are, are those whose core values align with your own. So one, you need to have uh, true core values. Um, two, you need to look for people who who share the 11 universal qualities of five-star employees. And so I, of course, have those handy right now, and I will share some of those with you. So five-star employees are supportive, collaborative, proactive. They complete their tasks. They achieve their goals. They provide quantifiable results for you, and they actively listen to fellow team members. They are, you know, they communicate their thoughts pretty easily, and they're open to feedback. So you've got to find, you know, that second star. You've got to find people who have those qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, you need to really define. The third thing you need to do is define what the responsibility is for each role in your organization, and create job specific success metrics. So, you know, for example, in my way I spoke earlier about the salesperson, um, you know, for someone to be successful as a salesperson, you know, what are you looking for? Does that mean a 95% close rate? Does that mean Mm. they generate 10 new leads a week? So being very specific um, about what success looks like in that role is going to help you in that recruitment process later on, because then again, you know what you're looking for. Good. Mm-hmm. And then, Good. yeah, what more? Yeah, is, is, more, is there a fourth more, or fifth? Yeah. more? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, of course, need to know like what success looks like in the role, but you also need to know what the aptitudes and skills are for that particular role. So, if I'm looking for somebody in to fill an accounting position. I, I must understand that they're good with numbers, that they are a checklist person, they're organized, right? And, you know, there's a, so you need to define these specific attributes so that, again, you can look for that in your recruitment process. Um, and like one big tip I have is you need to implement some kind of skills testing for every mm. position that you hire for. So, I can tell you that I can type at 2000 words a minute, but is that the same as me taking a, you know, one minute typing test and you seeing that as a, as a result? That's a great point you make there, but what do you do when you have a person that you're trying to 
place in a position and the position is a, is a, around say leadership management things that are a little harder to measure mm-hmm. yeah i mean i might for like a leadership or management role you know in as a skills testing like i might look at that role and see okay what is it that this person is going to be doing so for example if the leader in a, a leadership role so if you're hiring for some kind of manager then i might give them a like a scenario to uh, draft a response to right so like a writing a, a writing exercise that they send me as a sample for me to try to understand how they compose themselves how they will come across um, to other people if they're say they're giving feedback. So say you're trying to look how they would provide feedback to somebody. Or if you're looking for someone who needs to be, you know, creating reports for you or creating a presentation, then I would again try to develop a, a skills testing that's specific to that. So it, again, it's it's what we do is is very customized and it's very it's designed to attract the person for that particular role. Very good. Excellent. So I got five tips I ended up taking down. I'm not sure that you had thought of the five, but I've got defined core values, look for five-star employees, and you got several things that you had mentioned that fall under those characteristics of a five-star employee. You mentioned define the job responsibilities and the specific job success metrics. I think that's really something Mm -hmm. that really is sticking out for me that I don't think we do enough of that. What kind of skills are needed? And then wherever possible, do some sort of skills testing. And if it's not something like typing, maybe scenarios, um, case studies. Um, mm-hmm. What if you were in this? How would you manage this? Give us a sample of your work, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And like we worked with a digital marketing agency and they needed people to create. So that's what they asked for, samples of their social media posts. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. So almost like a portfolio. That's great. Well, so, so tell me or tell us, how can we follow you? What's coming up for you in the future? And how do we connect with you either on social media, your website, things you're, you're posting, you're writing about? How do we know more about you? Yeah, you know, you know, the best way is to check out our site, which is, you know, surprise, surprise, it's fivestaremployees.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also send me an email and I'll include that in the, we'll include that in the show notes. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, great and timely tips given the situation we're in right now. I really appreciate your time and your energy. And, you know, thanks again. And hopefully our paths will cross again in the future. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Business of Intuition. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Dean, or Mission Facilitators Leadership, go to mfileadership.com. That's mfileadership.com.